All right, guys, I'm going to make this real clear. I am on a mission for the next uh, year. We'll say the rest of 2019 and all of 2020. I'm on a mission. My sole focus for the next 14 months is to find out how I can help you in your business. I know a lot of you are listening to this and you're at various stages of success. You're either just starting out and maybe you've done a deal or two. Maybe you haven't even done a deal yet or maybe you're doing... 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 deals a year, but you want to take it to the next level or find out how you can take that next step. Now, let me be clear. I know everyone's goal isn't to scale up real huge and create this humongous business. I get that and I respect that. And I think that that's smart. If you know what you want out of this business and what you want out of business in general and the kind of life you want to live and you're struggling to figure out how to get your business to fit that uh, model or to fit that ideal, let's talk. Let's get on the phone and, and talk about it. I really truly want to help you guys this year. I have spent a lot of time building my business and over the last two or three years, kind of uh, in a in a private mastermind, I've been working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, and I've watched all of them build businesses. I've seen great successes, and I've seen people who haven't had the success that they want. And I have learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about my business, and I want to now take that to you, my audience. And I want to spend the next 14 months truly trying to help you with your business get to where you want to be. So if you want to talk, I highly encourage you reach out to me at mike at juststartrealestate.com and just make the subject line help. We'll hop on the phone or we'll hop on a Zoom call and we'll just chat for a few minutes and see how I can help you and how I can be of service. I really want to help you guys this year. Please take advantage of it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm offering this just because I really want to see what you guys need and I want to make not only your businesses better, but honestly, selfishly, I want to know the kind of content that I need to be creating to truly be the most helpful to you uh, over the next 14 months. And by doing that, by helping you, it's going to help me understand what you guys need who are listening. So reach out to me at mike at juststartrealestate.com, subject line help, and we will talk. All right, guys, let's get on with the show. The problem that I see is people decide they want to scale their business up. And I mean really scared up, scale it up, ramp it up big time into a large company where you know they go from doing two or three deals a month to you know they set their sights on doing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 deals a month and they don't realize that that's a different business than a two or three deals a month business. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me here again on Just Start Real Estate. I am psyched to be here with you. I hope you're psyched to be listening to the show and and here with me. So uh, this show is going to be uh, a solo show with me again. I've do, been doing those a little bit lately because I really want to make sure that I am taking the time to address some of the things that are on my mind and things that I know that some of you are struggling with and interviews with awesome investors and, and really inspiring people are something we're going to continue to do on this show for sure. But I think it's important that uh, that I, I talk about what's on my mind and what's in my heart and what I think is going to be the most impactful for you guys. And, um, you know, I've spent a lot of time over the last handful of years 
talking to investors, new investors, seasoned investors, ultra successful investors. And through all of that time, I've noticed certain things that happen with all investors at all levels. And I want to address that in today's episode. And and I want to talk about what your goals are and making sure that your goals are your goals and not somebody else's goals that you, you know, saw on a pot or heard on a podcast or saw on YouTube or um, you know, read about on a website or something. There's a lot of investors out there that talk about their numbers. They talk about what they're doing in their business. They talk about success they're having. And that's great because that can be inspirational. And a lot of us hear those kind of messages and we go, oh man, that would be great. I would love to be in that position. I would love, and I would, you know, it's funny. We always kind of start from where, what we know and our perspective. And for a lot of us, that starts off with a nine to five job. We have a nine to five job and maybe we're not happy with it or maybe we are happy with it but we want something more and we we really want to have our own thing our own business be our own boss right it's kind of the american dream to be your own boss but what some people do though is they they hear a podcast of someone who says i've bought you know 30 apartment buildings and i've got thousands of doors and you know they hear this grand um business and this really impressive kind of um, business model that somebody else is running and they go, I want to do that. And and then they set their sights on this business that is scaled up uh, to a point and they don't understand. And I, I didn't always understand this either. It sounds great to say, I want a, you know, a $5 million, a $10 million, a $20 million business. But what sometimes goes unsaid or what people don't realize is that means you're it's not just you if it's a 10 even even a 2 3 million dollar business let alone you know a 10 20 30 thousand dollar business it's it's usually not going to be just you it's not a solopreneur kind of a thing you're going to have to build a team you're going to have to hire people manage people lead people inspire people and you're going to go from being that that person who's really really good at you know, finding deals and negotiating deals and monetizing deals and, and maybe flipping houses if that's what you're doing. You go from being that person to now trying to teach people and lead people and impart what you know to them and try to get them up to as good as you are or even better. And, and you're not doing the work anymore. You're trusting other people to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's part of building a business. That's part of growing an actual business and not just being, you know, somebody running around with their with their hair on fire trying to do everything. So it's a natural progression. It's normal. It, it makes sense. It's smart if you want to grow a business to that size. But the problem that I see is people decide they want to scale their business up. And I mean really scared up, scale it up, ramp it up big time into a large company where, you know, they go from doing two or three deals a month to, you know, they set their sights on doing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 deals a month. And they don't realize that that's a different business than a two or three deals a month business or even a one deal a month business or one deal every other month. It's a much, much different business model. You have to hire 
a marketing person. I mean, you don't have to, but generally speaking, you're going to hire someone to do marketing. You're going to hire someone in a sales role, someone that in my company we call acquisition, someone who goes out into the field, talks to homeowners, sits down at their house, or talks to them on the phone and gets contracts. You're also going to have to hire some sort of an office administrative kind of a person. Uh, if you're a wholesaler, um, you're going to end up hiring somebody who is uh, oftentimes called dispositions, someone who takes that contract that you got signed with a, with a homeowner, and, and then they, they assign that contract to an end buyer, a flipper, landlord, or, or whatever the case may be. So you hire that kind of person, and you're going to need someone to deal with title companies or attorneys for the closing side of it, right? Getting all the paperwork together and making sure buyers and sellers are, are wiring money in and all this kind of stuff. Uh, very, very soon, very early on, if you don't have one, you should have one, is a bookkeeper, someone who's keeping track of all these transactions. If you're a house flipper, you might want to hire a, a project manager, someone who's going to help uh, manage the renovations, and maybe they're managing general contractors, or maybe they're you know hiring out the subcontractors themselves, if that's the, the type of, of model that you're running in your flipping business. But point being, <clears throat> pretty soon before you know it, you're, you're building a team which is great. That can give you your time back. If you hire the right people and, and you have some consistency and some continuity in your team, it, it can allow you to, as the owner to step out of the day-to-day, -day, which, is, which is great, and start focusing on growth. And then as you grow to a certain point, maybe you need to bring on even higher level people, right? I mean, this is just how businesses are built, you know, for the most part. So you may end up bringing on like um, a COO, like a chief operating officer, or maybe a CFO or a CMO, someone to do your marketing, someone to be in charge of finances. As you grow, you kind of get beyond the borders of what one person can effectively do. And as your business grows, the money grows and, and the stakes get higher. And you really need people who are great at what they do to manage those different departments. And what you can see here happening is this thing starts to to morph from like this this person who was going out and maybe sending out a few postcards or networking with some realtors, finding a deal, you know, getting it under contract, renovating it, hiring a crew, getting it uh, finished renovating and then selling it for a profit at the end of the day, right? That's like a house flipper doing a deal, one deal at a time. It, it's a certain business and there's nothing wrong with that business. It's a great business. But if you say, well, I want to, I don't want to do one deal, you know, one, one flip at a time, which if you do one flip at a time, you know, if you're, if it's taking you three months to kind of, uh, from the time you purchase it to the time you end up selling it and all the renovation in between, that means you're only doing like four deals a year. And that's if you find one immediately after you finish your first one. A lot of people, what they do is they'll they'll find a deal, they'll start renovating it, they'll get it renovated, they'll put it on the market, and once it sells, they start looking for the next deal, which means it could take a couple weeks, a month, a couple months. So before you know it, you're only doing two or three deals a year. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want to do and you're making you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars per deal and, and making that, you know, uh, eighty to a hundred thousand dollars a year is 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 where you want to be. And that's good for you because your margins are good and your overhead's super low and and that is the lifestyle business you want, then by all means you should do that. But if your goal is to go from two or three or four deals a year to 10, 20, 30 or 40 deals a year, you're going to end up 
a lot of times hiring people or starting to hire people. And then sometimes what happens is you start doing 10, 20 deals a year and you go, well, I can clearly see how I could get to 40 or 50 deals a year so that you set that as your goal, right? And sometimes people grow like that. So before you know it, like I said at the beginning, you're running this business with all these people who are going out and acquiring houses and renovating or flipping or assigning, and you've got bookkeepers and CPAs, and and at some point you've got a marketing person who's telling you need to do social media, and now you're producing videos for social media, and you know you're you're going out and looking for more and more money because if you're flipping, you've got to raise money. If you're using hard money, that's great, but everyone who does a lot of deals knows. Um, your goal as a house flipper, especially when you're doing high volume, is you need to find cheaper and cheaper money. And hard money isn't always the cheapest money. Matter of fact, it's usually not. So you're going out looking for private money. So now you're spending a lot of time raising money. And and per, before you know it, you're raising money, you're hiring people, you're managing C-level people, right? Like COO, CMO, CFOs. And you're just like at this top level and you're not doing the day-to-day, which is what you started doing and what maybe you loved or didn't love, but that's how you started your business. And you have this monster corporation and listen, the stakes are higher. When, when you're doing you know, 10, 20 deals a month instead of a year, everything ramps up. Everything uh, makes a bigger difference. One little tweak can mean the difference between hundreds of thousands of dollars in profit or not, right? Before you know it, especially if you're running like a wholesaling business and you're doing 10, 20, 30 deals a month, you're pretty much, you're, you're a lot of times in those situations, those businesses are spending tens of thousands of dollars on marketing. And a lot of them have monthly budgets uh, in the over $100,000 range. So, you know, everything gets kind of ramped up and you have a couple of bad months. If you don't have good cash flow or if you don't have good reserves, it can be catastrophe. So sometimes people start ramping up because they think that's what they're supposed to do. They think that's what the next step is. And they don't consider what they want, what kind of a lifestyle they want, how they want their business to look, what do they want to be doing in their business? How do they want to conduct not just their business, but their life? What kind of free time do you want? What kind of stress level do you want? And and all of these things should come into play when you're thinking about the type of business you want to build. So all of this to say, don't build the business that somebody else wants. Build the business that you want. And if that means doing a deal a month, great. When I first started in my local market, the people who were doing a deal a month on average, so 12 to you know 18 deals a year, they were rock stars. Like everyone looked up to them. They thought, "Oh my gosh, if I could just do, you know, a, a portion of what this person does, like I would be ecstatic. I'd be over the moon." I thought the same thing. There was somebody in my market who did over 20 deals, like 25, 26 deals one year, and I idolized them. I thought, "Oh my gosh, these these guys know more than anybody knows about anything in market in in in, in real estate and in getting deals and marketing and monetizing and flipping like I just couldn't believe their success. I was so impressed by them. And and then you fast, that was back in, oh boy, when I started, I started in 08. So this was probably around 2010, 2011. They were doing that kind of volume. And I thought, oh my gosh. And then you fast forward from like 2010, fast forward five, six years, and I'm doing 10, 15 deals a month, a month, not not a year. And, and I'm looking and I'm looking at myself going, man, I've got to get to, I'm, you know, if I'm doing 10 or 15 deals a, uh, a month, I need to get to 15 or 20. 
And instead of doing a million dollars, I should be doing $2 million. And, and you start thinking this way. And, and my company had a goal of doing, we wanted to be a $20 million company in five years, right? And, and in getting there, in, in the way that we're, the way that we're wired, my partner and I, is we're, we're super motivated, we're super like action oriented, and we're all about implementation and taking action. And sometimes when you're all horsepower and, and you're not putting as much time into, into planning and strategizing your business, you build a business um, and, and you can grow a business. And we scaled really, really fast over a, basically a year. Like we, we kind of hit the gas in 2015. And by the end of 2000, like mid-2016, I mean, we were a million-dollar business. We went from doing a couple deals a month to doing 10 to 15 deals a month. And when you do that, there are consequences, right? If a, if it takes um, three months to build a house, re, you know, um, responsibly, because you know, you just that's just the order of things. Like you just need your you, know, you pour the concrete. You got to wait for it to set before you start, you know, putting on the footers and, and building up the frame. But if you go, well, I'm going to pour the concrete and start putting the house on top of that concrete, like in an hour, expect the expect your your concrete to not settle right, or expect there to be some problems, or if you take shortcuts when you're mixing the cement. And what we did was we took some shortcuts, and we we hired by and when I say shortcuts, meaning we hired people fast. We didn't hire the right people. We hired warm bodies with heartbeats, and we threw them out into the field, and we gave them very minimal direction, and we just kind of figured we know what we're doing. We we did it. They can do it. Anyone can do it if we can do it, right? And this is the the biggest misconception that most entrepreneurs have when they're building their team is they think if I did it, everyone can do it. And if I intuitively knew what to do, or if I was motivated to like push through the problems and, and go out there and make sure I'm signing, you know, five contracts a week or whatever it is, then everyone will have that motivation and everyone will have that ability and everyone will have that skill. What we sometimes don't think about is I started in 08. And I started kind of slow and then I ramped up and I started having success and and then I changed my model and I had to kind of reinvent my business a little bit. And I was learning a ton over the course of those like, you know, four, five, six years, I was learning a ton. So when my business finally hockey sticked and I kind of hit, you know, the light bulb went on and my my business took off fast. I had like six years of experience that built up to that point. So then when you hire someone off the street and you go, hey, uh, Mr. or Mrs. You know, salesperson, I'm going to bring you in and have you do sales for me. And you plop them down in that seat and you throw them out into the field and you go, well, I did it. Like I was out there doing it. Certainly they can do it. And in my case, I'm not even a salesperson. That's not my background. I don't consider myself a great salesperson. So I thought if I can go out there and get deals, and I hire a salesperson, psh, easy. I'll throw them out there and they'll crush it, right? That doesn't always work that way because although maybe I don't consider myself a good salesperson, two things, well, a couple of things are happening, right? Number one, I have tons of experience, like I said. So I'm, I have experience to fall back on. I, I feel comfortable with what I'm saying. I understand the industry. I know what, what kind of deals I want. I know how to evaluate them. Like I had all this other experience and knowledge that I was really good at that I could utilize in my in my sales process. The other thing is, I think what a lot of us as entrepreneurs do, we go, oh, like I did this, I'm not a good salesperson. But I was out there getting deals, right? So I wasn't as bad as I thought I was. So I kind of said, if I'm a horrible salesperson, 
they've had success in sales in the past and in other industries and in other jobs, they'll just they'll just naturally know what they're doing. And, and it doesn't always work that way. People aren't motivated the same when they don't own the company. And frankly, if you hire fast, you, you're going to hire poorly a lot of times. You really need to slow down, make sure you're getting the right candidates, put them through a process, create a process, first of all, and then put them through that process and be disciplined and listen to you know your your instincts a little bit. I had some bad feelings about people that we hired before we hired them, and I hired them anyway because I thought we need someone in this role. We need a salesperson. We have leads and we have we have all the stuff happening. We need a body out there going and getting contracts. And and I know I'm kind of picking on the sales role right now because I think the sales role is where um, in my company we probably made the most mistakes. We, 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 we went fast and we tried to find um, a good salesperson, but you know, somebody who, can't, somebody who comes in with a good resume and, and spends 40 minutes or half an hour or an hour talking to you, and they're really good for that hour, you just think, oh, these guys are it, right? We didn't put them through much of a process at first. It was like one interview, hire. Um, and, and that was a mistake because we didn't give ourselves the opportunity to spend time with these folks and understand whether or not they were sort of putting a song and dance together for an hour, that they were kind of like these really good at doing interviews, but they couldn't sustain it over the course of a couple of different interviews or some other things. So um, I don't want to get too too far down the hiring um, road, but just understand um, when you're growing your business and you're trying to scale it up. Hiring is huge. Hiring and training is is humongous. And then the final component is is management and leadership. Like that is a lot different than building the initial business, finding the properties, getting them under contract, renovating them, flipping them, selling them for profit. Right. That's the that's the that's the um, real estate investor sort of at at thirty thousand feet, that's what we do a lot in a lot of cases. But then once you try to scale, it becomes something totally different. And most of us are not ready for that. And and then what we also find is we hate managing, we hate going into the office, or we hate dealing with our people because we just don't like managing people. We like the real estate industry. We like real estate investing. We enjoy the hunt, going out, finding the deals, and and making the money. And, and even helping the sellers, right, going into the homes or, or dealing with off-market deals and finding out what their issues are and what their pain points are and, and helping address those, bringing resolution to them while helping us build our business. Like, we love that. But training people, dealing with um, HR issues, um, people not getting along in your company, um, people who are maybe taking advantage of of some of the autonomy that that you might give them if especially if it's like a virtual kind of a team and they're working from home maybe they're not working maybe they're doing other things maybe they're kind of working on the side for somebody else we've had people steal our buyers list we've had people leave us and go work for our competitors we've had all that happen right all that crap is sometimes more than what we bargain for when we start building our business and thinking we want to grow. So the point of this episode and the point of all of this is to say, think about what you want. Like start with the end in mind. What kind of a life do you want? What kind of a lifestyle do you want? What is your time availability? Even if you work for yourself, like do you have small kids? Do you, are you married? Do you have a husband? Do you have a wife? Do you have things that you want to do? Do you want to go on trips and vacations? Do you want to have freedom of time? And a lot of times what that means is there's like this there's like this point at the beginning where you're doing everything, but you're kind of doing low enough volume that you still 
don't you don't have to run around crazy. You're you're getting it all done and it's reasonable. And then you grow to a point where now it's getting very difficult to manage. And maybe that's when you're doing two or three deals a month, maybe four, whatever it is for for you and in what you can kind of shoulder. It becomes too much. So you have to decide: Am I going to hire and and continue to scale, or am I going to scale back a little bit and keep it comfortable? Right. A friend of mine, Andy McFarlane, uh, once uh, used the phrase that I've. It's always kind of stuck with me. You can stay small and keep it all. Right. If you want to stay small and be a solopreneur, you can keep all the profits, all the money, keep your overhead low. Keep it simple, and but you but you're the guy, right? So or, or the girl. You're if you get hit by a bus, or if you go in the hospital, or you get sick for an extended period of time, there's nobody working in your company for you. It's just you, right? So you kind of, um, not to be overly dramatic, but you live and die by your availability to go out and hunt. Okay, if the only way you're going to eat is if you go hunt, and there's no other hunters. You better be able to hunt, okay? And and that's fine. And some people love that. And some people who try to scale, frankly, they get to the point of scale and they go, I hate this. And they scale back, backward, right? They go to less deals per month because they want to go back to being the hunter. They like being the hunter. If you like being the hunter, be the hunter. If you like being the hunter, but you also want to grow and scale and manage a team and lead and hire and inspire people and have this company that runs while you're on vacation. That's one of the benefits of scaling up and having a team. If you want to go on vacation and you have a team that's working and supporting the company goals and you, you, you've you trained them and you trust them and they've proven themselves and, and everything's great, you can go on vacation. Check in, obviously, you know, keep in touch to the point that you need to keep in touch, but you can go do those things and have a business that's running for you. In my business, deals are being purchased Deals are being sold. Things are happening, and I'm not doing it every day. I don't want to be in the day-to-day, frankly. I want to be scaled up to the point that I d- I'm not in the day-to-day. That's not. I'm not excited about being in the day-to-day of the business, like down in the trenches, like doing doing the work. I've done it. I did it for years. It's just not. I, I, I want some of my time back. So we've scaled up to that point. But honestly, even in our business, we're always, every year, we're evaluating. Do we want to grow? Do we want to try to maintain? Do we want to scale back a little bit? Like, where do we want to be? And let's let's plan that out, right? We have, you know, three-year goals and beyond, but they're always open to be modified if our situation changes or our opinions or our desires for our business, our family, our free time, if they change, then we change our goals. So just know that. I, the, the, really, the point of this is just know what you want and and give yourself permission to keep it a little bit smaller or feel okay about scaling up and saying, I don't want to be in the day-to-day. I don't want to go on appointments. I don't want to be in the house with the contractors haggling and negotiating and arguing about you know, what was on the contract or whether or not they were there the day before because you didn't see anybody, but they said they were there. Like all these things that you have to deal with. If you don't want to deal with that, then you need to scale to a point where you can hire that out and have somebody else do it. And frankly, sometimes that's good because in my experience and the people that I have worked with over the last three or four years, if you're if you don't like something, like it just sucks and you don't want to do it, chances are you're not doing it very well. You really need to hire it out and bring someone into your company who's good at that thing that you hate to do, right? Or, you know, even if you like it, like if if you want to scale up, eventually you're going to have to hire it out or at least hire another person to do it also because it's hard to scale. You can't scale one person. You can do a point, but then 
you're you're just going to get to the point where you've you've reached your your bandwidth of what you can actually do yourself. So just keep in mind as you're growing this business, if you're new to real estate investing and you're like, you know, you just realized last week that you want to be a real estate investor and you're out there looking at, at podcasts and websites and and YouTube channels and all this stuff, don't get sucked in by you know, someone who says they're doing 100 deals or 200 deals a year, unless that's what you truly want, okay? And when I say don't get sucked in, don't be convinced of something that you want. Decide what you want. Find out what you want and then make a plan to achieve that. And it sounds intuitive and it sounds like, yeah, no kidding, man. Well, of course, we're going to make a goal and then set, a, set our course to get there. But I really do believe a lot of times <clears throat> people live other people's lives. Somebody who you admire in the moment, hey, this guy sounds awesome. He's doing a lot of deals. I want to be just like him. And then you realize at some point, sometimes soon and sometimes way late, that it's not what you want. It's what you thought you wanted. It's what that person wanted and they made you feel like that's what you should want. Never feel bad about what you want out of your business and what you want out of your life and go for that. And, and there is a plan to achieve any level of scale. If that means doing one deal a month or one deal every other month, great. Make that your goal and figure out how you can do that and get what you want out of it. If your goal is to be, you know, to make a million dollars a month, all right, you're gonna have to scale up quite a bit. That's a that's a that's a big business, right? Especially in certain states where house prices are a lot lower. Like that's a big business. So you're going to have to prepare yourself to hire, train, lead, inspire. And, and build this team out, okay? So just understand that goals have uh, um, sometimes unintended, unintended consequences or unintended effects, ripple effects on everything else. So build the business that you want, know what you want, get out there and get after it. I mean, I, I can't stress enough, I say it at the end of every episode, but it could not be more true now than it was when I started this, this whole podcast years ago. If you want to be a real estate investor, if you if this is what you truly want, no matter if you want one deal a month or 20 deals a month, none of it is going to happen until you get out there and just start.